Hello and welcome back to our second episode of A Map to You, Life Stories from the Living. I'm Laura Harling and I will be presenting today's episode. We're releasing this episode on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's for those of you that have jumped straight in to listen today. And for those of you who are listening back to this a bit later on, I hope you had a great Valentine's or just a a very lovely week. So... Knowing that we would be sharing this episode with you today, on the 14th of February 2023, we had the pleasure of taking bunches of roses into our peer groups over the last week, sharing stories of first dates, relationships, marriage, friendships, flowers, religion, and gin and sherry and the importance of that as well. And of course, enjoying your own company and the company of your friends. And And that is definitely something that we at the Dot Collective have shared this week, the company of each other's friendship. We've had creatives from the Dot Collective from the last six years um, coming together over the last couple of weeks to join the workshops and also some new performers and actors and writers as well joining us. So it's all very exciting from our end and we can't wait to share these stories with you. We've been drumming, we've been dancing and we have been laughing a lot. I hope we can spread some of that joy and laughter over to you in this moment listening to today's episode. The Dot Collective's team this week was creative associates Vicky Gaskin and Stuart Turner, as well as playwright and actor Matthew Seeger, who, if you watched our recent Christmas production of The Elves and the Shoemaker, you may remember him as the shoemaker, and he was also the writing lead for the ensemble and wrote the final play. We've got an absolutely brilliant team, and it's also, I must say, a huge delight to have Stuart Turner back with us. He's been an integral part of the Dot Collective over the last six years, and sat with me writing funding applications for this project in the depths of COVID. So Scott, it's great to have you back. Our theme for this week is fun, friendship and falling in love. And that was very much the case at Linkage Southwark Dementia Peer Group that we visited this week. Um, A wonderful group who just have a lot of fun and there is so much friendship in that room and they really keep each other going. Vicky's here with me now in our, I was going to say studio, but it's more of a (laughs) A bunker. <laughs> um, Vicky's here, as you can hear. Uh, Hello. <laughs> Vicky, how would you describe the Linkage Southern group? The, they are so fun. It's just, I've, like, I've been there a few times and every time there's just like japes, laughs. There's just so much love in the room. They're just clearly great friends. Everyone's always happy. And I feel like I always leave like a level of happiness higher than wherever I went in. So it was Aww. loads of fun. I think the the stories that we have on the episode really, really encapsulate the vibe of the group. And what activities did you take part in? Oh, so there was a drumming workshop, Ooh. which was awesome. And I got to spend time with Margaret, who you'll hear a bit more about later. Uh, we were a bit mischievous. Uh, so yeah, we did a drumming workshop, which was really cool. And there was also some line dancing, which... <laughs> the like the members of the group are clearly way more skilled in dancing than us volunteers going in. We kept being like, no, we're at the front. What do we do? And there was a, a lady who was like, oh, my legs aren't what they used to be. And then when we started dancing, she was like on point. She was, yeah, amazing. But it was... It was like a party in the middle of the day. It was wonderful. <laughs> but the great thing about this group is that, like, 
it wasn't like you had to do it perfectly. It was so free form that you could just completely mess up and either no one cared or everyone just sort of laughed together. Exactly that. They uh, It was a, a rave in the middle of the day. Um, it really and that, was. And that brings us to our first story of this episode, which was written by Vicky sitting next to me. So I'll let you introduce it. This is Achy Breaky Heart. Two, three, four. Two, three, four. Back, two, three, four. Left, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Swivel. Two, three, four. Will you do anything for Valentine's Day? Oh, I might have a sherry. Oh, I love a sherry. Or maybe a gin and tonic. Anything, really, in the alcohol department. <laughs> I'd love to have a nice box of chocolates. Who would you share them with? I'd have them all to myself. Oh, two, three, four. Two, four, two, three, four. Back, two, three, four. Left, two, three, four. Right, two, three, four. Aren't the roses lovely at this time of year? Next week, they'll be twice the price. <laughs> Do you know they grow them in Kenya? The fields are full of them this time of year. I like red roses best. They're, they're full of passion. Very thorny, Ooh. though. <laughs> <laughs> three, four, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, swivel. Now we're at the front. Two, three, four, two, three, four, yeah, yeah. Forward. I have a bunch of roses, so I don't know what to do with them. Two, three, four. I know. I'll go to the library and get a book. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Swivel! I'll copy you. Two, three, four, tap. Two, three, four, forward. Two, three, four. We all love each other in this group, don't we? Oh, yeah. Everyone's really happy. Everyone really makes me laugh. We're a very nice group, aren't we? Otherwise, I wouldn't turn out. It's the highlight of my week. We're a lovely group. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's the nicest group I could imagine. Run by these two who do it beautifully. <laughs> two, three, four. Two, two, three, four. Two, two, One, two, three, four. Swivel! Yay! And that was Achy Breaky Heart, written by Vicky Gaskin and read by myself and Vicky Gaskin. Vicky, can you tell me about the people who inspired that piece? Yeah. It's inspired pretty much by the whole of the group at Linkage Southwark. It's sort of two, I guess, fictional women based on the entire group. But everything that is written into the piece are things that were said either during the dancing or sort of during the session. So I just thought it was nice to give it a bit of movement and to yeah try and capture the essence of what it was like to be in that group because everyone needs that joy in their lives. And how did you feel at the end of the session? I felt like I think every time I go, I just come out feeling so much happier than when I went in. I don't know. It just I, I can't explain like what the formula is or anything like that. But there's just some things like it's just a, like a really great balance of people and group of people. They support each other. They clearly love each other. And there's just it just sort of feels so lovely to have been able to be part of that group for a little bit. Line dancing is not my comfort zone. So <laughs> so to be taken there by these like awesome people, you sort of feel like, yeah, I can, I can line dance now, even though I definitely can't line dance. Yeah, I think they 
totally put you in the present, don't they? A hundred percent, yeah. I think that's part of the joy of those workshops is there aren't many moments in the day where you feel completely put into the present situation and they bring the joy to it as well. They really do. <laughs> so thank you. One of the other things we had this week at the group were roses because it's Valentine's Day, of course. And we had these roses on the table and we spoke a lot about first dates and how we met our partners, which brings us into our next piece, which is written by Matthew Seeger and is called Who Needs Raspberries When You're Holding My Hand? I wonder if I'll be able to grab another handful of those raspberries without anyone seeing. I know I've had plenty, but just look at them. I think I'll go for it. She's holding my hand, though which makes it difficult. Lovely, of course, but difficult to grab more raspberries. Oh, hold on. She's talking about me, I think. The first date we went on, we met, typically, at Covent Garden Tube Station, where lots of people used to meet. And then we went out and had a little meal, and then we walked over the bridge to the National Theatre. And I was telling him about the architecture of the National Theatre and why, how it was designed, because I knew... I I knew the architect's son, so I had a bit of a heads up. And eventually, he turned round to me and he said, Do you know, you sound much more intelligent than you look. But <laughs> <laughs> they're still together. And they're all laughing now. Of course they are, so they should. It's funny. I'm funny. But I think what I meant, really, was that I couldn't have imagined anyone so beautiful to also be so clever. But there you go. She knows that, really. Isn't it funny how your words can let you down like that, even when you are able to use them? And I just laughed, so I... That's it? I'm sure he's come up with lots of compliments since then. Not many. He's been thinking them. Always. Another classic. Because I've got big thighs, he said I'd have made a very good newsreader because, of course, they always have their legs under the desk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's got me there. I did say that. You cheeky sod. You forgive them, don't you? Because you love them. She's always liked my sense of humour, though. I think she has, anyway. And look, we're still holding hands now, so I don't think it did us any harm. If you can get together and stay together with someone after those insults, after all that, then I think you're probably doing all right, aren't you? Well, there you go. And he did make a heart for Valentine's Day. Well, I drew one and he copied it. Happy Valentine's Day my darling. And would you look at that? I've forgotten all about those raspberries. Well, who needs raspberries, I suppose, when you're holding my hand? That was Who Needs Raspberries When You're Holding My Hand by Matthew Seeger, read by Matthew himself, Vicky Gaskin, Robert Hickson and myself, Laura Harling. I'm here now with Matthew to tell me a bit about that piece. What inspired the writing, Matthew? I was speaking to a couple and the um, husband was living with dementia and he was kind of non-verbal but I really got a sense of their relationship from the way that she was talking about him and I think just the way that he 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 was I really got a sense for him and the way they were holding hands um, and the stories she told so I think it felt right if possible to try and sort of give him a bit of a voice within that conversation. And where did the raspberries come from? Oh, yes, of course. Well, um, maybe I shouldn't be saying it um, in case she listens, but uh, uh, there was a, a box of raspberries on the table and when his wife got up for, him for a moment, 
he reached over straight away, grabbed a handful of them, put them in his mouth. And uh, one of the ladies who works at Linkage said, well, you've got to do that before your wife sees because you're always eating too many of those raspberries. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that kind of felt relevant to, to what, what we were doing as well. So he was being pretty sneaky. Very sneaky. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. A lot of his personality showing through his actions, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like, yeah. And did that that played a big part in your writing, I imagine, of how you wrote it from his perspective? From his perspective and also, I think, sort of a, a way into what it is to sort of write an internal monologue like that. Like that sort of action felt like a way into his personality and also into the conceit of speaking that way, if, if that makes sense. And this was your first workshop with the Doc Collective. It was, yes. How did you find it? Oh, I mean, it, it was really amazing. We were only there for sort of an, an, an hour and it absolutely flew by. And in the same way that Vicky was saying, I really got this amazing sense that they loved each other's company so much. They were sort of so each other's cheerleaders, which is an amazing thing. Uh, they spoke so fondly of each other, so fondly of the people that were running it and so fondly of how important that time was to their week and that energy came across so clearly when we were there it was it was wonderful yeah and the importance of the friendship I guess I think it's one of the wonderful things about the groups and and dementia peer groups and social groups is a community and people meeting each other and being able to share as well be open and honest about their dementia and the things that they struggle with as well as having a positive time I see them all talking as well about things that they are finding problematic at home and they can give each other advice or or just agree with each other and say, yes, I'm having that, <laughs> having that issue too. A hundred percent. They're able to share those moments with each other. And I mean, a, a problem shared is a problem half, I suppose, in a lot of ways. And it re- that felt really important to mm. their relationships. So our big theme this week is Valentine's and friendship. And talking of friendships, we have a very special friendship here at the Dot Collective between a participant of Linkage Southwark and one of our creative associates, Vicky Gaskin. Now, as I mentioned in the first episode, this podcast is a part of our A Map to You project that started in 2021 as four short plays inspired by the life stories of those we connected with in lockdown. One of the short plays I wrote in collaboration with participants from Linkage Southwark, inspired by stories shared in our Zoom workshops. For those of you who attended the immersive experience of those plays at Longfield Hall, you may remember the final play, set at the top of a mountain, where one noble, enthusiastic, athletic hiker coined the phrase, absolutely amazing. The character was Margaret, based on the wonderful lady that is Margaret who attends the Linkage Southwark peer group. The character in The View was played by Vicky Gaskin and over the last two years, since their initial meet after the performance of A Map to You, they have developed an absolutely amazing friendship. I won't say any more as it's all revealed in our next piece written and recorded by Vicky called Margaret and Other Margaret. For original Margaret... I'm sorry, I still haven't mastered the Doncaster accent. I've been looking forward to coming to the Link Age Southwark group because I know Margaret is going to be there. We arrive and unwrap our layers of clothes because it's bloody freezing. And before I've even got my coat off, Margaret turns around in her chair, screams, Hello! And her arms are wide open. Shedding my coat, who knows who cares where, I run over to her, give her a huge bear hug, because I know she can handle it, and pull a chair up alongside her. Happy New Year, we exchange. She turns to the gentleman to her right to introduce me. This is other Margaret. 
It's summer 2021, and I'm trying to learn lines, which I hate. So I welcome the distraction of a message from Laura. I'm writing this character based on one of the participants, and I've realised she is you. Would you like to play her? It takes me about two seconds to reply, yes, please, and a party face emoji. I have abandoned my lines by now. You will love Margaret. She's kick-ass. She has so much energy. She loves walking and hiking. She's travelled so much and she loves a cider. I already know that this lady, whoever she is, is someone I want to spend time with. It's early November 2021 and I'm a jittery mess of excited and nervous before this particular show of a map to you. I know that Margaret will be there today. I've spent weeks researching the parts of Australia that are more rural and where the vineyards are, looking up Wheatley in Doncaster where the hospital is, and trying to master as close to a Doncaster accent as possible. I've been practising what I've coined Margaret's catchphrase. Absolutely amazing! Taking phrases I know are actual things Margaret has said. My days are no good if I don't get out for a walk and piecing together who she is. And now I have to hope that the person who has entrusted me with her story likes how I'm telling it. The show opens at the Brain Hotel, which is an immersive experience, and I'm playing the busybody leisure manager, so I get stuck in asking if anyone would like to go on an excursion. There's one lady who understands the game perfectly, and she says she'd love to. I ask her where she'd like to go. Australia. Do you know I've been 10 to 12 times? The more rural areas and vineyards as well. I was supposed to go out there when the lockdown came in, which is an actual line I say in the play. And I suddenly realise this is Margaret. As the show finishes, I change faster than I ever have and run downstairs hoping Margaret's still about, but I can't see her. Then someone taps me on the shoulder and says, Margaret's looking for you. And about 20 seconds later, there we are, face to face. And it's odd, because I've never met her, but I feel like I know her. So it is, of course, of no surprise to me that she smiles from ear to ear, gives me the most gigantic hug, and we laugh with sheer joy. We both insist someone takes our picture and we chatter like old friends who have known each other for years. She shows me pictures of all the places that she's been. She's intimidatingly well-travelled. And she tells me about all the wonderful people in her life. She's intimidatingly popular. And when it's time for her to go, we hug again and agree to stay in touch. I won't say I'll never forget that moment because I don't necessarily have control over that but the emotion of that moment is part of me forever. It's late November 2021, and Alice's Adventures in Aerial Land are performing a very early version of the show to an exclusive VIP audience. And of course, Margaret is on the guest list. We are in the court of the Queen of Hearts, and the Queen, who is Laura Harling suspended three metres above the ground, shouts out, Who would like to take the stand? Before I know what's going on, Margaret has leapt up to great applause from the audience, already upstaging all of us, and asks, What do I need to do? Shall I get in? Pointing to a huge sling of fabric hanging from the ceiling and looping about a metre off the floor. The plan was to ask someone to direct us, but 
I know Margaret, so we roll with it. And we sit her in the sling, where she swings and spins and is basically an aerialist by the end of the scene. It's summer 2022 and a blisteringly hot day. We've had the privilege of performing to the Link Age Southwark group and have had a lovely picnic in the one patch of shade in the Dulwich Picture Gallery Park. Margaret and I have already had a lovely time catching up and causing a bit of mischief. The group have left and we're setting up for another absolute scorcher of a show that afternoon. I stop for a moment to wipe some sweat out of my eyes and see a familiar figure. It's Margaret sitting on a deck chair looking as cool as a cucumber in a pair of sunglasses waving casually like a celebrity. I went to my choir and didn't want the dare to end and I so enjoyed it earlier I thought I'd come back. We're back at Link Age Southwark and I ask how Margaret's doing. My friends from Australia are coming over and we're going down to Cornwall for a holiday and I already know what she's about to say. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I can count the amount of times Margaret and I have met on both hands, but every time we see each other, even the very first time we met, it's like we've known each other forever. It's a unique and extremely special friendship that I treasure and I am very proud to be Other Margaret. That was Margaret and Other Margaret, written and read by Vicky Gaskin. I'm here with Vicky now. Vicky, why did you want to write Margaret and Other Margaret? I just, I really, I, I guess the honest answer is I, I wrote it thinking, like, what would I like Margaret to know? Whenever we see each other, we sort of, we chat, we have a lot of fun, but I thought it just would be, it would be really lovely for other people to understand like what friendships can come from the work that you do, that we do. But the main point is I was thinking, what would I love for Margaret to know? And it's sort of an ode to Margaret, I guess. So yeah, Margaret, that's for you. She is just a light every time, even in the lockdown when we were all on Zoom. And when I wrote The View, Margaret was very much the core of that Zoom workshop group uh, talking about her walking. It's just really lovely that you've documented this account as well, I think, for yourself, because it's such a special friendship. I think it's the first for us at the Doc Collective that this has happened. She's always got so I think she's just got so many stories she's got like a a weekly planner that she gets out and it's just got so many things on and I I guess I feel really honored to be other Margaret because I'm like it's almost like she's an aspirational version of myself that I can sort of think oh yeah I need to just be more Margaret here and just Mm. sort of keep going you've clearly made a really positive effect on her thank you to you as well for playing Margaret thanks for asking me and if anyone hasn't listened to the audiobook version of a map to you which is on the dot website you should because it's amazing And if that wasn't enough to encourage you, here's a short clip from The View. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Absolutely love it. (laughs) Comme c'est incroyable. Absolutely phenomenal. Oui, c'est ça. Absolutely amazing. C'est ça. This is going to be a wonderful memory. 
So that's a clip from The View written by myself with the participants from Link Age Southwark. It's available on the website, so do go and take a listen. Moving on to our next piece. This is called Eyes on the Road and is written by Matthew Seeger, performed by Matthew and Robert Hickson. Well, this is... All this, it's... Um, isn't it? Oh, I tell you. What's your name? Matt. I tell you, Matt, it, it's this thing, this dementia. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't sometimes. I, I can't say it. I can't get there, you know? Well, I know what you were saying, definitely. You were saying this is nice. Yeah, nice. That's right. Different, maybe. Yeah, nice. Nice and different, exactly. And I'm having a thoroughly lovely time. <laughs> There you go. I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, yeah. And if that wasn't enough, I think we are doing line dancing in a bit. <laughs> oh, well, I'll give it a go. I love the music, but I don't think I'm much of a dancer. I am sure that's not true. Spent most of my life sat down. I was a cab driver for 50 years. Wow, 50 years. I bet you've got some stories. Yeah, I've got some stories. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you this one, right? And only because it really stuck with me, you'll see why. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I mean, what could I do, honestly? Anyway, so we used to do loads of pickups from all the posh hotels back then, Park Lane and that, you know? And I remember this one day. I remember one day I, uh, well, this lady got in a cab, as you do. I mean, I don't know. It's not for me to say, of course, but I, I have, I think she, well, took a bit of a shine to me, you see. So we're, we're driving along and she says, do you fancy me? And, well, I mean, I, I thought, well, I'm, I'm a happily married man, I said, as it goes. And, and you're very lovely, of course, and I'm flattered. And she was lovely, as it goes. But, you know, as I said. Anyway, she then proceeded. I'm not joking. She then proceeded to take all of her clothes off in the back of my taxi, in my cab. I mean, can you imagine? As, as I said, I was a married man, so what do you do? <laughs> so I'm driving along. And she's naked in the back of my taxi. And, you know, I'm a happily married man, as I said. And I'm trying not to look, of course. And I'm driving and I'm thinking, just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. <laughs> but obviously I can't close my eyes. Not when you're driving a taxi around the centre of London. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. Well, yeah. I mean, that wasn't a normal day in the cab. That one, of course. But some of the stuff we've seen... You wouldn't believe it. I barely do, and I was there. You kept saying you were happily married. That's that's what you said in the taxi. Yes. Yep, absolutely. What's the secret, then? Secret? <laughs> to a happy marriage. Ah, well. I think it's just spending, you know, lots of good time together. Proper time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and keeping your eyes on the road, of course. 
That was Eyes on the Road, written by Matthew Seeger, performed by Matthew and Robert Hickson. I'm here with Matthew now. Matthew, tell me what inspired that piece. I I spent quite a lot of time talking to this man, uh, and it's funny, the nature of doing this, where we're trying to take stories from these people's lives, some that are amusing or emotional or whatever, but to to have someone that has been a a taxi driver for 50 years seems to just be so tailor-made, the amount of stories that he must have. And it really felt, once we started talking about these, that he could have gone on for hours and hours and hours. And I look forward to seeing him again. It sort of felt like the tip of the iceberg in some ways. And how does the story tie into our Valentine's Day themes this week? It was just interesting when we would... Because he he was saying sort of quite repetitively during that story, and I was happily married and I'm happily married. I didn't know what to say or where to look. And so when we were talking about what it is that... What's the the secret? And I find we often ask these questions because these people we are working with often have been married for a long time and live for a long time. So there's a lot of wisdom to be bestowed you think it what, what he said was just very simple it's about spending lots of nice time together sort of a very simple sentence but actually when you unpick it it feels like actually maybe that is the answer and it isn't time it's about the quality of the time definitely and i think that the time with that group is real quality time isn't it yeah exactly yeah and that you feel that from the rest of the group as well so i suppose that makes sense that's kind of the person he is as well and who will you be spending quality time with this valentine's day matthew That is a good question. Um, When I figure it out, Laura, I will let you know. Thank you very much, Matthew. It's been great having you on this week. Thanks very much. Well, we're nearing to the end of the show and we'd like to share with you a couple of poems that have been written in the last two workshops. That was with Linkage Southwark and one that we had yesterday with the Daffodil Club again. Their stories will be shared in our next episode coming next week, but we've got a sneak peek to a poem that was written yesterday by a participant in collaboration with actress Shadia King, who attended the club. And we just thought that the poem must go into today's episode. So here it is. It's called You Are My Rose and it's performed by Robert Hickson. Oh, Rose, oh, Roses, in you I see myself, warm and tender like the sunshine flowing through my veins. You are red, you are yellow. What other colours are roses? White, red, yellow, white, and your fragrance glows at night. Oh, Rose, you are my Rose. That's it. Really lovely, read by Robert Hickson there. It was so joyful to go into the workshops last week and yesterday taking in bunches of roses and just putting them on the table and and seeing how people responded to them. I said that I find red roses a bit sinister, um, which went went down like a a lead balloon. Um, Very few agreed with me. I don't know why. They they asked me why. I don't know why. Anyway, I'll stop there. But yeah, just hearing people respond to a flower and how it makes them feel, what it makes them think of, all of these poems and a lot of the conversation that we had was inspired by putting that sensory object down on the table or that living once living thing or dead thing, as somebody pointed out. There's a lot of wit and humour in these groups. Anyway, moving on, this brings us to our last piece for this episode. This piece is written by me and it's called Appreciation, performed by Vicky Gaskin, 
and myself. A date with a glass of sherry. I'm okay with sherry any time. Valentine's Day. A- actually, ideally a gin and tonic, though. Or both. Yes. Anything, really, in the alcohol department. Oh, lovely. Is that for me? It's beautiful. All peachy with hardly any thorns. Thank you. That will help me like you. I'd also like a nice box of chocolates. And ideally, I'd go on a date with... Well, honestly, I don't know. I... I think I'd rather just the chocolates to myself, if I'm honest. Actually, if it were possible, I'd go on a date with Jack Lord, Hawaii Five-O. We'll see. Will you be my valentine? Ah, you're thinking about it. Actually, there are a few thorns in this rose. Well, more like stubs. They're beautiful. With the yellow and the red. Hmm. Thank you. To be honest... I feel a bit shy about Valentine's stories. But I love you all, so maybe that's my story. I love you because you make me laugh. Meeting up with you all and always having a laugh. I was chatting to someone the other day about dementia and how people can be aggressive. But funnily enough, we're all very happy, aren't we? Right now, here. No one gets up very angry or aggressive. It's true. We just have a laugh. Not to say I couldn't if I wanted to. I can do it. But I won't, because I feel good. And happy. And relaxed. Otherwise I wouldn't turn out today. And all the other days. I think you're lovely. I really, really feel very... Just you. Us. It is just absolutely fantastic. I think it's just the best the nicest time I could have. Thank you for turning up too. Thank you. You just do it all so beautifully. I love you. I salute you. Do you know a red rose is the most popular rose ever sold? They're full of passion. I don't know if I like the colour that much, but I will always associate it with being... Stereotypically romantic. These roses are beautiful. A peachy colour... I think they're lovely. Nice peachy colour. You don't have to give these all to me. But thank you. It's been just lovely to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Um, so, yeah, t- tell oh, us... the tables have turned, <laughs> have they, Vicky? <laughs> they really have. What's happened here? <laughs> I thought I was presenting this show. Well, I've taken over as presenter um, to ask you... so. So you and I have taken very similar themes this week. Um, So tell us all a bit about what inspired you to write about all of this. Well, I think we've both taken this, the similar parts of the workshop and verbatim text here because it was just so joyful to hear this piece I wrote in response to things that they were saying in the group. I asked them about Valentine's and, and who they would write a Valentine's card to, about Valentine's Day stories. And, and people were particularly shy about sharing their stories. And actually what they wanted to share was how much they appreciated each other, which is why I called it appreciation. And they then spent 15 minutes just talking about how great they were as a group and how much they loved the group and and why they would come and and turn out. And and yeah, it was just a real appreciation for each other, which was just was lovely. Um, I I feel like with this, I'd quite like to like keep it. And then when I feel really down, just like play it and just hear all of these lovely snippets of appreciation. 
in like yeah. a dark moment. And I wanted to write it in a way where it's said to you, our listeners, on this Valentine's Day, because it's appreciation for you as well for coming and listening. And we love you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thank you. And you can all show your appreciation for Laura and the work that the Dot Collective do by sharing this podcast, by rating it, by writing reviews. All of that helps podcasts like this get a much wider reach. And I don't know about you, but I certainly feel like so many people would love to hear these beautiful, beautiful stories. Thanks, Vicky. Shall I take over now again and and end the podcast? Or do you want to finish it for today? (laughs) You go, Laura. Okay. Uh, Well, all I have left to say is that Vicky Gaskin has volunteered herself to present next week's episode. Thanks, Vicky. Thanks all for listening. Uh, Tune in again next week. Our, Our next episode will be out next Tuesday. I'm going to send you away with one last poem that was written at the Daffodil Cafe. But before I do, I'd really like to say a a big thanks to the City Bridge Trust, who have funded this project since we started in 2021. And their continued support has allowed us to employ actors and writers and other creatives to work with people living with dementia and support dementia peer groups. Big thanks to you, an amazing trust that supports non-for-profit organisations in London. If you'd like to support us in any way, you can either share the podcast, please do rate it, like it, tell people about it, get in touch, tell us what you think. And if you'd like to and are able to make a donation, then do go to the Dot Collective website. It's the dotcollective.com where you'll see a link. That's it for this week. Here is the last piece of the episode. It's a poem that I wrote with the members of the Daffodil Group yesterday about the roses we'd given them and what a rose made them think or feel like. Happy Valentine's Day and here's Thank You For My Roses by the Daffodil Club. Thank you for my roses. I'll look after them like a baby. Nurture them. Feed them. Give them a drop of water. Roses are red and 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 yellow look like these it's this rose's idea to say i'm so much in love with you if only you knew if only you knew really just how much maybe one day i'll say but not today it's too late for that anyway i'll bring this rose to a coffin to a massacre of love Oh, is that not what I should say? I've said it anyway. A red flower for love and faith, a yellow flower for friendship. A rose is a rose. I've got more in my garden. They're living. What if I didn't have a garden? I should have some bought for me then, but I've never had roses bought for me. I don't know why. Maybe I don't deserve them. I just go around to others' gardens and the parks. I'll not pick them, don't you worry. Thank you for my roses. Can I take them home? <laughs>